Welcome to another episode of An Etymology of Dreaming. In our last episode, we talked about how there were different types of dreams, or actually not really different types of dreams. And this time, what I'd like to talk about is about the figures that come in our dreams. I was thinking about types and how we like to go toward types and things like what kind of dreams do we have? Are there different types of dreams? And I was thinking about the figures that come in our dreams to interact with us. I was thinking about how it would be easy or it is our tendency to want to kind of have types of, of figures that come in our dreams. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Because when we dream, um, we do have dreams where we are alone. And we often have dreams where we are not alone. It can be very enigmatic to speak about the figures that come, come in our dreams. Just like it's hard to say there are types of dreams, it's really hard to say that there are types of figures. So of course there are. We have figures such as animals coming in our dreams. We have figures such as people. We have figures such as non-people beings. I know people have had dreams of like quote-unquote aliens or beings who are all light or beings who look like monsters or demons. We have experience, experiences in dreams with things like, or figures that are not quite human or animal. For example, trees. I, I once had a dream I've had several dreams actually about trees and being actually in relationship with a tree. So some of the things that we are in relationship with, besides beings that seem obvious, but are, can be, you know, beings are a presence of something that is not so obvious. So the landscape is can be, uh, we can be in relationship with something in, in the landscape, the dream as well. So I guess I want to talk about these figures. In the uh, tradition that I come from, often these figures are called archetypal. And I like that word in one way, and um, I don't like it in another. Jung speaks about archetypal figures in dreams as types, actually. So he talks about the mother archetype. He talks about the father archetype, the crone, the child. He uses the the term archetype in as not quite mirror, but as pieces of, of the self. And so the anima what he calls the anima, which is the feminine, usually a feminine being in a dream. For Jung and that tradition can be a reflection of our own feminine nature. The animus can be a reflection of the masculine nature in, in us. So I, I do come from the Jungian tradition. To me, there's a thread from that to where I stand or how I think about archetypal figures in our dreams. To me, they're very mysterious. They come in ways that are really surprising. So I guess I first want to speak to that. Uh, to have an archetypal being come in a dream, so I love how they come sometimes as very mundane characters. It could be someone that I know in my life, like a teacher or a friend. I could have a dream about with an archetypal figure who's coming to be supportive or to be a teacher, come as like a famous person that I look up to. You know, how how these figures come, just like the dream itself, or how we are in relationship with the figures in our dreams, is very specific to us. When there is a figure in a dream, it is always in relationship and in 
in particular reference to the dreamer and what's going on for the dreamer. If there is a feminine figure in a dream that is an archetypal, perhaps anima figure, uh, even in the way Jungians use it or in the way that I use it, how the anima comes and how the dreamer interacts with the anima is as important as the fact that the anima is there. And same for the animus. I guess we'll start with human forms. For me, the archetypes aren't just like, you know, the first type or this uh, mythic creation of the collective unconscious or the collective memory of humankind. To me, there's also a level of being visited by beings and energy that do come to be in relationship with us and also that come to be uh, teachers and, and to be provocative to teach us through experience and through story. And what I mean by that as being visited is to me, they're very mysterious. Like I I can be very tempted sometimes to say that an archetype is just an image of me or a part of me or a mirror of, of something that I need to see, whether it's in a good way or in a, in a negative way. I can speak. I, you know, I do believe there's a level of that. And I believe also that there's a wisdom that comes in these beings and that comes through the dream that is beyond, that to me is beyond simple mirroring, that is beyond simple, uh, this is a part of myself that I need to see. What that means is that when it is a visitation and I don't really understand where it comes from and don't really want to even say that we need to know. I actually do deeply believe that a lot of how dreams want to work with us is through our own personal spiritual beliefs. So if I were Catholic, perhaps I might say they come from, you know, my beliefs around the Catholic Church and my beliefs around God or the spiritual basis of my faith in the Catholic Church. If I were Catholic, if I were Jewish, same thing. If I were Islam, if I were, you know, all the different ways. Like, I think that there's many ways that we can look at the mystery as many ways as there are people, really. Once I don't pretend to know where it comes from. It's very mysterious to me. For those who do have religious belief, then it to me, it fits in like the regular, your regular religious beliefs. Uh, I do believe that it is spiritual. I do believe that there, that the intention is for teaching and the intention is for mirroring and provoking and being in relationship with. The tradition I come from, one layer is the mirroring. For me, what is developed in my personal practice and how I work with other people is that there is this visitation from some place of greater wisdom is, you know, the collective unconscious. For those who aren't religious or who are don't have a spiritual belief that there's a quote-unquote God, it can be defined as coming from the collective unconscious as well. So what is important to me is, especially when I work with other people, but in my own work, is that it just is. I have my own philosophical beliefs and my own spiritual beliefs about it, but it's not really necessary to for me to put that out there as this is what it is. It's, it's you know, my personal relationship with that. And I do believe the dreams work with us in our particular faith. I've worked with people from most religious, major religious faiths and have worked within those faiths. And it's been actually incredibly beautiful and powerful for me. So visitation, a visitation from a teacher and how they come to teach is not often not, not as teacher in a dream, though that does happen. I think they come as I, I think of them as like tricksters, no matter how they come, I think there's always a trickster element to uh, the visitation because we enter the dream landscape from our own conscious awareness of who we are, what's going on, what we believe. And so we come in with our own stories somewhat intact. The dreams come 
to challenge our stories, to break down the stories that need to break down, and to show stories of our soul or our being that may be different than what we believe. So it's almost from like the soul's point of view or from the mystery's point of view. So when we come in with our own stories, because we're beings who really live by story and learn by story, the dreams teach us by story and teach us through our experience. Rarely have I had an archetype come in my dream and sit me down and say, like, this is what you need to learn. And I have really seen that on occasion, say extreme occasions, but mostly they come to give us experiences because the point of the teaching is not to tell us, but to give us space. I was speaking to uh, to someone uh, just today about how, you know, in a lot of spiritual practices or a lot of people's beliefs around things is that, you know, uh, archetypal energy or spiritual energy or teachers, sometimes the idea is that it's about being completely surrendered to the being, following the the lead of the teacher. From what I've seen in dreams in my 20 years and and what I've also experienced in my own work and working with others is that it's rarely, you know, I actually can't think of a single time when an archetype was kind of put themselves at a higher level or themselves in a place where it was about worshiping or following in the way that, you know, I, I actually learned how, how to think about being in spirituality. Instead, I think the goal is to create relationship with the dreamer, to be, to walk beside, to have us walk beside and with rather than behind three steps into the, into the right. They come to bring that kind of relationships. With that as a, as a foundation of how archetypes come to be with us, then it's about creating space, I think, to learn organically or in, in an embodied way, experiential way because that's how we learn. We are created through a lot of memory. We have memory stored in our body, some of which are not even ours. They go back to our ancestors. So because we are created from story and we have stories stored in our cells, then part of how to work with changing the body and changing our stories is through story, is through challenging the stories we carry and showing us stories that, and having us experience stories of ourselves that are different than anything we can imagine. So the dreams come as stories and the archetypes come as uh, characters to enliven those stories. To me, an archetype can come in a very sweet way to be supportive. They, it can be, you know, like Jung's idea of like the father, the, you know, the great father, the great mother. You know, I do believe that archetypes will come to be fatherly, to be motherly for us in ways that we need that are very specific to us. For example, if we're going to talk about the mother and father kind of archetype, you know, for me, I didn't have a lot of archetypal visitations from women who would come very close to me because I I had a difficult relationship with my mom who had a lot of anger in her. And so it was a little scary to get close to women. And that was reflected in my dreams. There was not a lot of especially in the beginning, there was not a lot of a quote-unquote anima work for me. There was a lot of male energy. I grew up trusting male energy more than I trusted female energy. So I had a lot of visitations from archetypes that came as male figures, as sometimes as father figures, sometimes as friends, sometimes as pop stars, you know, whatever, like however the dreams were meeting me in a particular moment. Again, it's incredibly precisely crafted for us how the archetypes come to us. So they'll come as people who are known to us, and they'll come as people who are not known to us. They'll come as strangers. 
when they come as people we know, whether we know them personally or we know of them, then there's, you know, there's a gesture toward something about that person that comes that we need to learn and be supported and be provoked by. So uh, I have dreamt a lot about, especially a couple of years ago, I was dreaming a lot about a band that I grew up listening to that I went to see in concert many, many, many times when I was a kid. I dreamt about the band U2 and the, the two main people, Bono and The Edge. Appear, they have appeared in many, many dreams of mine. Why they appeared to me, why why the archetypes came in, in, that, in the, the form of Bono and The Edge is very specific to me. In one way, holding a mirror and also provoking and also, you know, it was kind of funny. Uh, the dreams are always sweet and funny and kind of hilarious, uh, very playful. In those dreams, there was always a gesture back to who I was when I was 16, the very first time I saw them and who I was when I was listening to them and they woke something up in me um, and who and how part of what I love about them is that they are unabashed. They sing about their relationship to the world, their relationship to their own craziness, their relationship to their version of God and how in their faith, uh, but leaving it open for everybody else. They're very, they just, they, they just speak what they, what they sing about in an unabashed way. For someone who has felt silent in some way, even if I had a lot of words, there was a, a big silence in me. That was, you know, it was a, a pretty profound thing to have these two archetypal figures, Bono and the Edge, come who just sang and, and just were out there. So very specific to me. When we know the person, like in our lives, that can also, it's very specific. I mean, if it's obviously if it's a partner or a child or a family member, the figure comes to work with issues around that figure and also around issues around whatever time of life we knew that person. So I may have dreams of high school friends. And so the dream is gesturing back toward when I was in high school. I may have dreams of people in my life when I was in my 30s. And so the dream is gesturing toward that time period, maybe to remember something or to release something. But there's a gesture back to that. Always provocation of presence of an archetype is to to bring us to places in ourselves and stories that we carry around certain ages, around certain ideas, around certain time periods so that we can, that stories can be challenged and opened up and if they need to be changed and changed. So I, I do believe that archetypes come, as I said, not just through human form, but also through other forms. So when animals appear in our dreams, I, I believe that's very archetypal energy. I've had, you know, I've heard many people have dreams about bears and whales and turtles, uh, lions and tigers and uh, leopards. And I once had a dream with a Komodo dragon in it. So there's many ways like that, you know, again, there's this visitation by this archetypal energy that I believe is not just a mirror for us or not just a prop in our dream, but I do believe there's a presence of that animal that's archetypal that, and it's come to, again, teach or provoke something in us. And again, what, what the animal is, is very personal to each person. It's not a snake doesn't mean this for everybody. A bear doesn't mean that for everybody. It's very specific to, to the person. For example, when I dream of turtles, sea turtles, which I have done, it means something very specific to me. For me, it harkens back to experiences I've had swimming with sea turtles and what that experience was for me, which was very surprising. And that was very, it created all this peace and quiet in me to be with the turtles, which was incredibly surprising, actually. And it also points to a time when I was with the sea turtles, which was 
you know, around a certain time in my life. So when animals appear, you know, the first layer of that archetypal visitation is our own experience with that being. So if I dream about a bear, I'm going to, the first question I'm going to have for myself or someone else dreams of a bear is like, what's my experiences with bears? What do I feel about bears? Am I scared of them? Did I grow up with a pet bear? You know, all those things, you know, and then I may open up like, what is the mythology of bears for me? What is the mythology of sea turtles? What is the mythology that I associate with these animals? And I may even like take a next step and do some research on like, oh, I had a sea turtle. Like what are sea turtles in mythology that maybe I don't know? And that can also lend a layer to it. And again, it is still incredibly specific to each person and specific to what's going on in in their lives. And the same can be said of, of beings that come in non sort of human or animal form. Like I said, I have had many dreams of trees where I feel very much in relationship with the tree. And to me, that's a very archetypal visitation as well. And again, but it's very specific to me. So there's a layer of my reality around trees and my experience with trees and and what trees have meant to me in my life. And then there's the what are trees in my in my mythological spiritual uh, experience as well. And then there is like then there's like the greater mythological experience of dreams that lives in the collective unconscious, I guess. So all those layers are part of it. First and foremost, though, again, for me, it's about what it is for the dreamer. And that's why it's like, like why I say like, I, I am of the tradition of Jung, but I don't adhere to entirely to his types, his typing of archetypal beings is because I think it's hard to do that when it's so personal to the person. You know, when I started I mean, one could argue that I, from the Jungian point of view, me not having a lot of dreams about anima figures uh, that were supportive could be like, oh, well, maybe I didn't, maybe there's something about my own feminine energy there, which, you know, there could be a layer that's, that was true of that. But to me, it really harkens back to my fear of the feminine, my fear of my, you know, the fear I had with my mom, my, the fear of my own feminine. And, you know, when that started to heal, when the dreams started to turn that and, and, the, and an anima figures started to visit in my dreams, it was very profound healing and very profound alchemy for me. So that's why it's hard for me to say, well, if you have a dream, you know, a woman in a dream, it's an anima figure or it's the mother figure or it's the father figure. It really is so dependent on on your own work and on on everybody's personal way of being with all this. You know, there are people who, how do I say this? So if, if an archetype comes at, as a animal, say, and I'm a person who grew up in a city and, you know, wild animals terrify me because I've only seen them in zoos. That's going to be different than if I'm a person who maybe is a wildlife photographer or who is a biologist who lives half my year in the woods uh, studying studying animals. And so that way, you know, we can't say when an animal comes in a dream, it means this. It's like, well, when an animal comes in the dream, well, what does it mean to you? And what feelings are provoked? So it's not just like what, what you know, what are our associations? Also, another, you know, of course, another layer is our own, is the experience in the dream and our experience in the outer world. So if a bear shows up in a dream of mine and I'm terrified one year and then a dream comes later and a bear comes in a dream and I walk with the bear as if we're brothers or something, it's, it's you know, they're very, what that means is very different. And what it means to me is very different. It's funny, like talking, like trying to, when I talk about this, when, you know, coming into conversation about this, even within myself, but with when I work with other people, it 
feels complex to talk about, feels like uh, I can feel like a desire to like say, but there are types and, you know, there's this and you can say this and this and this. And, you know, you can actually, there are layers of truth to it in some way. And to me, it actually isn't, it doesn't have to be that complex. You know, the simple part of it is, is like, who is this person or being to you? What's happening in your body? And when you're in relationship with them in the dream and what is being provoked, you know, I do believe that these archetypal visitations are, are here to grow us, to challenge us, to, if we need healing, to take us to the places where we need healing and to give us support for places where we didn't have healing and we didn't have support. So I do believe that the, that there is a, you know, a deep intention of the beings that come to help us, to walk with us, to have them walk, have us walk next to them, not behind or not to like fall on our knees prostrate to them but instead to learn how to like to give a space to discover who we are to go you know to come back to some parts of ourselves and to grow from that into into places that maybe we never even imagined and i do believe that it you know it's about the support so even scary dreams even when we have really terrifying dreams believe that the that the visitations we're having in those dreams are to show us a state of being that we're already in I have been looking back at some of my early dreams because I do, uh, I'm doing a 365 day challenge of right of every day going back to my early days and doing a kind of plotting my dream journey over the last 20 years. So I'm revisiting old dreams and I found this dream I'd completely forgotten about that I had within, you know, the first year or two of working with my dreams where there was a figure who came dressed as a clown with this, you know, scary knife. And I was running, 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 thinking I was going to get killed. And when I finally couldn't run anymore and turned to face this like clown figure, he just kind of didn't do anything. He didn't come after me. He was just like walking. He was just like standing there, like looking at me, not suddenly like, like, oh my God, he's not as scary as I thought he was. And there wasn't really no bad intention. You know, I had been sort of I, you know, had a fear of being hurt or being, you know, had a, having a knife thrown at me. I never had had that experience, but, you know, I had a fear that emotionally that I would be hurt in some way. And so, you know, I look at that dream and I, I think that the visitation from that archetypal being was to provoke the fear because it was there already because I had been living my life up to that point running from this fear of being stabbed there was something about needing to confront that fear and to see that the dream wasn't wanting that, that the archetype wasn't wanting that with me and to open up the big question of like, why, why was I still, why was I living that way? It was a dream that opened up a lot of inroads into my own trauma work and, and into my own healing process. So archetypal visitations. The last thing I want to say about this uh, for this episode is people often have dreams where people who have passed or who've died come in the dreams. And there are many ways to look at that. And I think it, again, it's a very personal thing to have a dream where someone who has died, who who we know and we're close to, or just were in our lives, come in a dream. For some people, that too is a visitation, um, an actual visitation of the person or some part of that person. And I do believe that, again, it feels very mysterious to me. Do I think they're archetypal? You know, it's a little trickier, but I do think there is some element of of visitation from that person. You know, I've heard so many dreams of parents dying or loved ones dying or children dying and the person coming back to be with that person like right after dying or coming in a dream right after they die and the, 
the dreamer doesn't even know they've died yet. So, so many anecdotal experiences of people having these visitations that for me just leads me to believe that there is something in it, that there is a visitation and they come to teach us as well. You know, sometimes it's a healing thing. If there's, if it's a relationship that's been difficult, maybe there's a healing or maybe it shows a level of the relationship that we hadn't been able to look at if the dream is a difficult one. Sometimes it's a healing dream. I had a dream with my mother recently where she was looking whole and happy and very different than um, when she passed. And it was, to me, it felt very much like a healing dream and a bit of a reconciliation. And it was very sweet. And and that, you know, I believe that she came to show me something, to teach me something, to help me in my journey in some way. Again, sometimes when we have visitations for people who have passed, they aren't always easy. They aren't always, they can be scary even. And some of those dreams for me, you know, the visitation is again, teaching us, bringing us into an experience that maybe was true that we had with that person, whether it was, you know, scary or something. And so, you know, even those dreams are coming to teach us and to maybe give us insight or a different way of seeing or experiencing what we've already experienced. So archetypal visitations. In our next episode, what I would like to talk about, what I'm going to talk about is we're going to continue. I want to continue the conversation about archetypes. And I want to, you know, speak about energies that come in our dreams that are like visitations as well of uh, energies that may not be as uh, kind as maybe a teacher that comes. So, for example, if I had a, if in my dream with the scary clown with the, with the knife, you know, if he actually came and did try to do me harm, that's a different kind of, that's a different kind of dreaming and a different kind of archetype or being in our, in our dreams. And I'm going to open up that conversation in our next episode. So thanks for listening. And I look forward to talking about that next time.